This is the Leapcast, where we talk about how today's current events impact your real life. If you are tired of politics or you are just exhausted from the spin, this show is for you. My name is Andrew Lieb, and every week I host a talk radio show breaking down the news from an independent point of view. We discuss real estate, business, and your health. Hear from the experts and learn the truth on the Leapcast. Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. Let's go, Islanders. Do, 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 do. Let's go, Islanders. Do, 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 do. Lauren, I am so thankful that you let me go to the game. My first experience, Morty, in an indoor environment since COVID started. I way to start. I saw the Islanders take out those stupid little birds, the Penguins, and we are now with Boston. And it was so cool. I'm going to tell you what happened, Morty. I'm sitting at my desk midday, the day of the game, Wednesday, and I'm sitting around and I get a Facebook messenger. And I usually don't listen to Facebook messengers because... I don't know. I get a lot of spam stuff on Facebook Messenger. I don't know if you guys have that problem, but it's not a clean messaging. But this guy that I know, Alan Mann, he's a, a real estate salesperson, maybe an associate real estate broker, but he's he's over in um, Forest Hills. He does deals in like Great Neck and Bayside. Anyway, so he, he writes to me that he won tickets to the Islander game. And he invited me. He says, do you want to come with me? Because I'm as big of an Islander fan as him. He's a big Islander fan too. And I said, I'd love to, but I was so like, I had anxiety because I hadn't been in an indoor environment. And the Islanders have a vaccinated section. So I had to show my New York Excelsior pass. I don't know if you've done that yet, but you just go on the app store and you go to the Excelsior, the New York Excelsior app, and you put in your name, you put in the date that you last got your vaccine and the county that you last got your vaccine and poof, it gives you a pass with a QR code so they could read it. And we went through security and they checked for your actual, he had actually vaccination card, but I showed them my Excelsior and we went to the vaccinated section, which was, I want to say three fourths of the Coliseum. And then it was weird. We were all shoulder to shoulder in the vaccinated section as if there was no COVID. Like no one was wearing masks. We were just chilling. It was great. I had a, I had a sausage and peppers. I had a pretzel. I had a soda. Although, Alan, if you're listening, you took my Diet Coke and I took your Pepsi. But whatever. We'll live. I, I, do you notice I got a little love handle tie? Um, and so it is bikini season. I got to worry about these things. So the thing is that then there's another section, which is like a quarter of the arena, the unvaccinated section. And they're all spread out. There's like no one there. Did they get booed? Uh, I was booing them. <laughs> but I don't understand. They should make everyone in the unvaccinated section have to take a J&J shot to walk in. They could be like, you know how Cuomo's doing the lottery now? He's doing the lottery. You can oh, win scholarships. Yeah. I, I, what was it? 50 scholarships in New York City or something? They're giving out scholarships to anyone who's under 18 because they can't win the lottery. Anyway unbelievable alan i want to thank you everyone should check out alan he's a good guy good broker good people and let's go islanders and then i come home morty wednesday night and i find out that derrick rose is back to chicago days and somehow the knicks came back from the biggest the biggest numbers ever like down like 15 in the third quarter and he was killing it like he was killing it unbelievable i think he started the second half he did and and Stephen a smith i don't know if you saw this guy he's screaming he's he's yelling out of control he is so 
amped up. You all think I drank a lot of coffee. Stephen A., my man, I need to do a show with Stephen A. Smith only because people think I am the calm one. <laughs> like, that would be pretty cool. I would very much be into that. He screams about anything. Anything and everything. So I'm feeling like we're back in New York. Like, first of all, let's go next. Go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go. I feel like we're back in New York. We got the Islanders, the Islanders, the Islanders. First home series win. You know, when they shake hands, they win the series, best of seven. Since 1993, when Pierre Turgeon was the Islander star, he's going to take them to the Stanley Cup finals. And this fool named Dale Hunter suckered him right after they beat the series, took out Turgeon when he had like 140 points or something. He was killing it. And that was the, it, it killed their se- Anyway, this is our year. I am so pumped. I can't wait. The only thing that might stop this all is if Bezos decides he wants to buy all of the hockey and the NBA because you know he just bought MGM for like eight point something billion dollars. He's just maybe he's going to be like our catalog at Amazon doesn't have enough sports, so I am now going to be the commissioner of the NHL and the NBA. <laughs> like this guy is out of control. He's it's unbelievable what they're doing out there these days. And I I am super duper 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 excited. This is the Leapcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I got Lauren Lieb with me. I got Mordechai Yankovic with me, the Chazaka. I'm Andrew Lieb. And I'm just ranting. And I'm ranting because I think the world is opening up. We have some interesting things that happen. First of all, Biden made some law, which I don't know why it was controversial, but it took some time. The COVID-19 Hates Crimes Act. It's a little ironic that they signed this bill because you want to know what's going on now? Biden, subsequently to the bill, Subsequent to the bill, said he wants to investigate the origins of COVID if it leaked from a lab, which was a good idea. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against that. But the Chinese government hit back that that's racist propaganda. Right. <laughs> so I just think it's a little, I think it's a little ironic that first so Biden he, violated the law. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, but Biden did, did say they did it, just so we're clear. He just said he wants to see them to get to the bottom of it. He gave them a deadline to give them the answer. But I just thought that was a little ironic that first they passed this law. It was S-937. The bill requires a designated officer or employee of the Department of Justice to facilitate the expedited review of COVID-19 or coronavirus disease 2019 hate crimes and reports of COVID-19 hate crimes. It defines hate crimes as a violent crime that is motivated by two things. One, the actual perceived characteristic of any person race or ethnicity, and actual perceived relationship to the spread of COVID of any person because of that characteristic. Now, this just makes sense to me. Like, why not have a law that says just because of your race, you have nothing to do with COVID? Family members said to me when COVID came out, don't get Chinese food. I'm like, they're not actually flying the chef in from China to make the stuff. Like, just because he's from Chinese descent. Like, and this was when people were washing their bananas, too. So if anything was imported from other countries, everything wanted to be washed anyway. But, like, I got to tell you, lots of food is imported. Like, you, do you go to the grocery store and check place of origin of each thing that you're getting? Like, I like to get exotic fruits. That's one of my real things I love at the grocery store. Nothing like getting exotic fruits like i i got um what did i get recently lauren that was really good i got something really good recently what was it like a purple watermelon 
You don't remember that? Well, I, I know purple cauliflower. Perfect. I got purple cauliflower too. I like to get weird stuff from other places, different types of bananas. I don't know if you know, the bananas in the US aren't the bananas they eat all over the world. So I like to get, anyway, my mother actually gave me um, a lot of pushback on this morning. She told me I splurge, I waste so much money at the grocery store. But here's what I said back. Just a thought. If I spend an extra 15% of the grocery store, and that motivates me not to go out to eat one time a week because I feel satisfied. Aren't I getting a net savings? You are. Because going out to eat one time costs way more money than the 15% extra I'm indulging myself on an exotic fruit or vegetable. Yeah, it's much more healthy. It's much healthier because it doesn't have all the grease on it. Salt. Salt. and Oil. And I'm not saying don't go out to eat. It's good to go out to eat. But health-wise, as Morty's saying, and he's right, when you control what goes in that food as opposed to someone making it with a stick of butter, right. it changes the whole experience. So, or else you might go to a Chinese restaurant and get a sauce with COVID in it. <laughs> you might. although Wait, I think it, some people might believe that. So no, but if, you, but if you got <laughs> that, Morty. That was a joke. No. Joking. Because if you did that, because the DOJ is going to issue guidance for state and local law enforcement agencies to establish an online hate crime reporting process in multiple languages. So I'm going to be on there? That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh. I'm telling you that if you heard the Mordecai, the Kazaka say that, <laughs> you might- It was a joke. <laughs> Biden, it was a joke. <laughs> well, don't worry about Biden. He's went after China after. He says you could- So we think this is a good idea. It passed on the Senate on April 22nd. Then it went to the House. Anyway, this is good stuff. They, they enacted this thing. But here's what's interesting. I have a lot of friends because I read the social media. When I say friends, I, I'm using that very loosely. Like people that are my acquaintances. I don't even oh. want to call them acquaintances. He's connected to multiple people social, on social media, media. connections. <laughs> and so they push back. And here's what they say If you commit a crime, why does it matter if it's a hate crime? That's the interesting thought. They go, If someone punches you in the face, and someone punches you in the face because you're Chinese. Didn't they still punch you in the face? And why is there a response in punishment different? If they punch you in the face because you're Chinese or they punch you in the face because they just don't like you, shouldn't they be responsible for their acts, not their motivations? And it's an interesting thought because what the Biden thing is doing, and I'm calling it the Biden thing. I'm sorry. It is the Biden thing. He signed off on this thing. And when they make the Department of Justice start studying hate crimes in his defense, in his defense, unless you have an online hate crimes reporting system and the DOJ is evaluating it, you don't know if we have a problem in our society that we need to create new laws for. And getting data is never a bad thing. Just throwing that out there because if you make policy without data, you're just making policy in a vacuum. And that's how we get into crazy societies like we live in now. But not going there yet. <laughs> Here's the thing that these people say. They say, should we, and Lauren, what do you think? Should we as a society... Be responsible for the wrong we do, irrespective of motivation, or is the motivation in the matter? And before you answer me, if you kill someone when you're driving your car in an accident, involuntary manslaughter, or you go stalk someone and shoot them in cold blood, first degree homicide, be mindful that we do have a difference in punishment for those two different things. So... I would suggest to you that we already put intent and motivation as a part of our criminal justice system to start off with. Well, so I think that it 
needs to be recognized to see the pattern. So if there needs to be a database to see what's going on, where it's going on, we need to have the data so that we can make policies. So it's not as much the criminal act or what we're going to do to those people. To me, it is how is society going to learn from this and get better? So let's go to Lauren's point, because I think you're taking half the half the rainbow. So we'll get to the other half. You got to get both sides of the rainbow. You know, just put the gold at the end of the rainbow while we're doing stereotyping <laughs> of different groups in protected classes. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Lauren's point is you definitely think that there's no problem with government knowing if it's a hate crime for purposes of studying data. Is that your statement? Absolutely. Morty, what say you? I think it's more about the motive because when someone's just randomly punching somebody in the face, it's much harder to come up with policies to stop that or um, if somebody's doing other random acts of crime. But if it's something with a discriminatory motive, that seems to be something that you can actually target more. So to flesh the distinction, though, between what you're saying, I want to make sure I'm getting this right. Lauren's saying the data is good. Lauren has not yet commented whether you should have different punishment based on the motivation. Is that a true and accurate reflection of what you said? I have not commented. That's all I said. Okay. Morty has not commented on the data yet, but Morty's saying that the punishment, you correct me if I'm wrong, should be motivated by your motivation and intent on what you're doing in the micro level. So Morty's talking micro, Lauren's talking macro. Am I getting you right, Morty? That's not exactly what I said, Well, Andrew. tell me exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I was saying was kind of more in line with what Lauren said, actually, that the mo- if you're studying the motive behind something, that's a better way to then now approach it and, and target it to try and prevent it from happening in the future. So you're both saying the same thing. Correct. Yes. So you're both saying that we both agree, you two, and I'm with you on this one, when it comes to commissions – policy and you and i morty have spoken about this many times before we're into the government undertaking studies either themselves or outsourcing it to having people testify that are experts on the topic and give reports that are experts on this topic and white papers that are experts on the topic to inform policy into the future and without getting the data how would you know if you have a problem in the first place and maybe there should be some other thing besides punishing the person to give you an illustration at first with covid there was talk about what rights people with vaccines were going to have versus people without vaccines which got a lot of governmental pushback But then they said, let's change policy, let's target it differently, and let's give incentivizations, whether it be lottery, free school, free drinks, to people that get vaccinations, and use policy in the positive to change societal behavior. So am I correct that both of you are saying, from a macro perspective, this bill makes a lot of sense because we're going to have a hate crime reporting information, and there's going to be guidance and best practices to mitigate Racially discriminatory language in describing COVID-19. But that's a tactical approach. So the question becomes, beyond the tactic of that, do you think that someone who commits a crime, someone that gets fired at work, someone who gets denied housing, do you think that those things should be motivated based on someone's ill-perceived stereotypes because of their race, with respect to 
origins of what we'll call, for purposes of this conversation, the China virus. The fact that certain people believe that COVID is the China virus, whether it is or it's not, and we don't have a conclusive aspect of that because Biden hasn't got his deadline yet with the information of whether it was released from the Wuhan lab, which, by the way, was funded by the Americans in the first place. So who knows if it was Chinese or American, even though it was in the Chinese country. Are you telling me that you think, I want to know, Morty, based on this, should it matter the motive on the micro level? Should it matter the motive? Do you think that someone who kills someone with a car while driving should be less responsible as far as punishment as opposed to someone who goes and they shoot him? Yeah, I think intent obviously matters. Well, I don't know. It's not obvious. And the reason it's not obvious, so is my response to you, is I'm telling you I have lots of people on my social media that said hate crime bills are stupid. This is what they say. If you kill a white person, you kill a black person, you still killed a person. If you if you steal from a white person, you steal from an Asian person, you still stole from a person. They're saying that the law should be colorblind. A lot of people think it should be colorblind. And I want to just put a caveat before you answer. I read a very interesting thing about that. It was from someone from our neighborhood, Lauren, and he said, until he got a job when he was the only white person in an African-American school and learned about other people's experiences and growing up, he thought it made a lot of sense that he's colorblind. He looks at everyone being equal. But when he realized that people have different experiences to get them where they are, he realized that to say that isn't of itself offensive. So what do you think? So I think in terms of, well, first of all, I think your analogy was a little faulty because hitting someone with a car, Tell me. hitting someone with a car is... You're saying it's unintentional and killing somebody point blank range premeditated motive that's intentional. Correct. So that's different than what we're talking about here where someone is committing the same act. However, it's against somebody of a different race or a different gender. So I'll say it like this. One person got a fist that hit him in the face and the fist hit him in the face just happened. The other one got a fist that hit him in the face. Just happened. What do you mean? Like throwing a. uh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Shooting in the air. Maybe they were playing basketball together and someone smacked him in the face. I don't know. The other one had a fist in the face, same broken eye socket because they're Asian. The question is does it matter how they got to that place? Okay, now I'm confused. And now the question becomes does it matter if they both got there from a punch? And then does it matter, to your point, if one punch was motivated based on their race and one was motivated from them just looking at them funny? Well, I think it's two different issues here. It's the intent and then there's the motive. Okay, So Good. I think intent matters from a micro perspective, mm-hmm. but I think the motive um, matters more from a macro perspective because I think someone who's committing the same act but against a certain group, there's a motive behind it and it's more likely to spread than – a random guy who's just punching people in the street for no reason. Like, that's not something that's going to spread. That's a fascinating. Lauren, I happen to agree with Morty. I agree with Morty. I agree with Morty. All hail Morty. I'm Thank with Morty. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> no, but it's so true, though, because I want to share this. I'm glad we sorted this out. And so we're all in agreement that it's very important to get hate crime data so then you can make macro policy. It's important because motive is important to understand if things are going to spread and perpetrate society. And maybe the solution of policy doesn't need to be punishment. Maybe the solution of policy is public awareness campaigns. Maybe the solution of policy is education. Maybe the solution of policy is incentivization. It doesn't have to be punishment. But what we're all saying is when it comes to intent or unintent, that should be in the criminal aspect of where we're going. And 
I want to just share with you something. This guy I know, he was, um, how do I, how do I put this? He wrote some very, very cuckoo for Cocoa Puff stuff out on the social media landscape over the time of believing some conspiracy stuff. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but I'm going to paraphrase. He just put something on um, on Facebook, and I, I, I was very impressed with it. I, he got an accolade. I give people. So he a, went from you shaming him to. Well, that's why I'm not going to call okay. him out right now. I okay. thought it was good. He's talked about his trip to Mexico, and he said. So many people, unfortunately, in Mexico have not had a vacation and would gladly take the place of so many anti-vaxxers if given the opportunity. The strains of traveling outside of the country with COVID testing, getting back to the U.S. with COVID testing, wearing masks for extended periods on flights, and yet nobody complained except us Americans. And so what the point was, he was talking about anti-vaxxers and conspiracies. My favorite, Lawrence talked about it before, uh, and we give all credit to John Oliver because this is where we got this, when everyone's saying the vaccine chips you, and that's why they don't want it. John Oliver pointed out that Bill Gates could already get all your information from your cell phone. So he didn't need to chip you as well because you're carrying your cell phone with you, which I thought was a really good point. But this guy's point, and this is something I've been saying from the beginning, And this goes to our whole conversation, Morty, about this COVID hate crime thing. When you get out of your stupid little bubble and you go across the world and you travel and you go to different places. We met someone on Spencer's soccer team and I kept telling you I like the parents and you were like, I'm not sure. And I was like, well, they, one of them's from another country and they go all the time to that other country. And I said, what I like is that they're not stuck in their bubble of just believing the echo chamber of what they want to hear. And what I learned over the COVID experience is the only people that thought it was a conspiracy that we were having a pandemic that was a conspiracy were people that didn't realize they had the same pandemic in Iran and the same pandemic in the UK and the same pandemic in China and the same pandemic in Russia and the same pandemic in South America. And we're getting close to the end of the pandemic, Lauren. We're hopefully because hopefully, you do know. I don't know. Melbourne just went into a lockdown in Australia. So, I mean, around the world, they're not getting the vaccines like we are. So here's the thing. Let's stop in a micro level blaming people because of their race. Chinese people, by fact of their Chineseness, being Chinese, don't necessarily have any more COVID than anyone else. Let's come together as a society, weed out discrimination. There's been terrible anti-Semitism recently. You've got to get rid of that. There's terrible racism. Got to get rid of that. What we need to do is come together, study facts of these different groups, and see what types of policies we need. Our society doesn't like when you take away freedoms. So maybe the policymakers need to go more incentive than punishment as they're doing with the COVID vaccines right now and trying to push people on the borderline to go over the borderline. But what we want you to know, what we want you to know on the Leapcast is we're close to the finish line. I went to the Islander game. It was amazing. But it's up to you if you continue to keep your guard up in the sense of, pushing your neighbors to get COVID vaccines, staying distant from people that aren't vaccinated, having mask wearing, being safe, being smart, because we want the society to open up again. We're so close. We can do it. You're almost there. This is the Leapcast. Have a great week. 
Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listentolieb.com. 